It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Poland. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be updating Poland squad for the 2022 World Cup. We have done a media cast on groups which took a close look at Poland's team as well as a player media cast which went through each of the candidates for making the final squad. There are also short versions of those uh, and the player edition ended with a prediction of starters and uh, we'll do the same thing here. So this media cast is an addendum to that. Uh, in other words, we won't be repeating all of that, but we will be summarizing the key information and adding on to it. So it's not necessary to listen to that version, but the conclusions we draw here are both based on that information and explained in more detail there. So we do recommend the full player uh, media cast, but if we have time, we're hoping to release a player version uh, focused solely on the final squad, uh, giving the bios of just those 26 players who made the uh, squad. Okay, well, the final squad has been released, and today we'll find out how accurate we were in our predictions. Uh, we're going to list the names of the candidates and then announce who made the preliminary squad um, and then the final squad. So, as we guessed, most squads had a few surprises. Uh, players who didn't make it and new and unexpected players who did. So we'll go over those players and summarize them again at the end. Uh, we'll also discuss whether the selections and games played since June 2022 have changed our thoughts on our predicted, uh, on our predicted starters and also on the team's prospects. So um, here we go. I am at least trying to uh, get the colors of uh, Poland right in my rather sad attempt at uh, covering the fact that I don't have a national jersey of Poland. I'm working on it, though, and uh, for now we'll just have to go with this uh, red white. I even have uh, the white sticking out of the sleeve to uh, to kind of enhance the uh, the look here, but uh, I don't think I'm, I'm winning. Maybe a couple of points for trying. Okay, let's uh, look at the formations for the, um, well, we're really focused on the uh, uh, the game since the, um, since uh, 2022, so, so since the previous podcast is what I'm trying to say, uh, but in this case, we'll, we'll give kind of an overview of their uh, formation since the Euro Cup, and um, uh, here we have it. So uh, we actually kind of start uh, in the Euro Cup with a three-man backline. Uh, so a four, uh, a three-one-four-two formation for two of the games, and a very similar three-five-two formation for the other game. So you might also notice the uh, two forwards, which is uh, quite consistent there. And uh, that didn't change much uh, in World Cup qualifying uh, for the first. Um, for the first game, they did try a four-four-two, but then went back to uh, um, the three-man formation. So a three-four-one-two or a three-one-four-two in uh, World Cup qualifying. It was at this point that new manager uh, Michnowicz came into the uh, picture. So they had a World Cup qualifying playoff game after that, and then uh, Nations League games in June. And we can see that uh, as soon as uh, Michnowicz entered, they went back to a four-man defense, uh, at least until halfway through Nations League qualification. So after uh, basically after three games, he went back to a three-man central midfield uh, maybe coming to the same conclusion as the manager before him. Uh, and again, um, not always a two-man uh, offense, a two-man forward line under the new manager, but sometimes a one-man forward line. For the last two games, uh, that's a September games, um, September game in Nations League, a 3-5-2, and the November friendly, a 3-5-2, also, so let's uh, just take a look at those games. So, um, in the Nations League, it was a 0-2 loss to Netherlands in the game five there, um, and a one nothing win over Wales, and they finished a comfortable uh, third in their Nations League group, so they remain in uh, Group A. And uh, in the friendly in November, it was a one nothing win over Chile. Uh, that game played in Poland on November 16th. 
Okay, let's move on to the squad and um, uh, we'll begin actually by talking about the um, previous managers. Well, we'll we'll just talk about uh, Paulo Sosa. So he was a manager kind of outgoing. He uh, took them, he took Poland through the Euro 2020 Cup where they were knocked out in the group stage. He managed to keep his job uh, for a while after that, although the public was not uh, very happy uh, with him. And, uh, but uh, I think it was around December that he um, he was let go and Ceslo Michniewicz uh, came in uh, to replace him. So uh, keep an eye on that um, um, when we go through the players, uh, the changes towards the end of uh, World Cup qualifying. Uh, they successfully um, reached the playoff uh, under him, but nevertheless, there were changes made after he came in. So, uh, Ceslo Michniewicz uh, taking over the Poland team in 2022, and we're not going to go through uh, biographical details um, in this in this uh, media cast, but it is done in the uh, full length version. So, uh, Ceslo Michniewicz, uh, we consider as having made the squad because he wasn't fired uh, before the cup here. Okay, and the way we're gonna do this is we'll go through the names of the candidates we had uh, and the uh, likelihood that we gave them in the in the full player podcast. And uh, then we will say which ones made the squad. And finally, we will give a summary of the positions. So we have quite a few candidates for goalkeepers, two definite ones, uh, Wojciech Sesny and uh, Lucas uh, Skorupski. Uh, we have a likely candidate in Bartholomew Dragowski and a possible candidate in Camille Grabara and a possible but unlikely candidate in Radoslaw Majeki and Gabriel Slonina. And finally, a retired candidate in Lucas Fabianski, even though he's still playing uh, club soccer. So we'll maybe uh, get rid of some of the players to make this list more manageable. So Lucas Fabianski then, not selected for the squad. Uh, possible but unlikely candidates, uh, Radislaw Majaki actually did make the preliminary squad, but uh, not the final squad. And uh, by the way, that preliminary squad was uh, 47 players so they had to cut uh, 21 players so about half of the players who made the squad uh, cut when it came to the final squad so uh, uh, Radoslaw Majeki and Gabriel Slolina uh, uh, removed from the list and um, we'll go back to the top with uh, Wojciech Sesny so he did make the squad and uh, Lucas uh, Skorupski also selected for the final squad. And uh, Bartholomew Dragowski actually was selected for the squad. Um, but he was uh, kind of under injury. He was uh, uh, out for ankle surgery very recently. Uh, the only game he missed was the November 16th international game. Missed in terms of uh, not being on the bench. Uh, but he was selected but had to withdraw from the final squad, and so he was replaced by uh, Camille Graba. Um, so we're going to see a lot of injuries on uh, Poland. And that leaves us with our three candidates, Wojciech Sesny, not candidates, but three selections, Wojciech Sesny, Lukas Skorupski, and Camille Grabara. And in a summary of the position, uh, Wojciech Sesny has a firm grip on the starting position. Uh, even though all, uh, three different keepers got a start in the Nations League games, uh, Cessny played the September Nations League games, but uh, uh, Skorupski played the November game. And we'll come back at the end to uh, give our final conclusion on who we think is going to be the starter, so we won't uh, uh, give that away here. So let's move on to central defenders. And again, a lot of candidates here. Jan Bednarak and Camille Glick, uh, both definite. Um, we had and a likely candidate Jacob Kiwior. Uh, we also have uh, possible candidates Powell uh, Dawidowicz and uh, Mikhail Helik and Matus Witeska, uh, all three possible candidates. And then uh, possible but unlikely candidates 
Um, we have Bartol Salomon and uh, Marcin Kaminsky. And uh, finally, uh, seems to be off the squad, Camille uh, Pietkowski. So we'll el eliminate Camille Pietkowski from the squad. And um, I might as well say now that we have a new uh, player added to the uh, squad. So we will put him here, and it's Arthur uh, Jedjusik. So um, uh, we'll tell you a little bit about him because we didn't cover him in the uh, previous podcast. We thought he was off the team, uh, and indeed he was. Uh, he's just been recalled to the team uh, after an absence. So um, Arthur uh, Jedjusik um, last appeared for the national team on the bench in September 2020. Um, and so he played for Poland from 2010 to 19. So not a new candidate at all, but being brought back in from the cold. Uh, Jedjusik has 40 caps and three goals and is uh, quite old, 35 years old, and plays for Legia Warsaw in Poland. That's his third uh, stint with them. He was uh, with Krasnodar in Russia before that. And um, yeah, as as we saw with uh, Legia Warsaw, a couple of times before they actually loaned him Krasnodar to uh, back to Legia Warsaw. That was his second stint with them. In terms of tournament play, he was a starter in the 2016 World Cup, uh, sorry, 2016 Euro Cup, and he was also on the roster for the 2018 World Cup, although he only appeared in uh, game three there. So uh, familiar with the team and uh, not selected. Um, not selected for Euro 2020, so as we see, has been off the squad for a while, but uh, brought back in as a central defender here, as if they didn't have enough. So we'll go back to the top and uh, look at the ones who made it and eliminate the ones who didn't. So Jan Bednarak, the definite candidate, uh, made the squad, as did Camille Glick. Uh, likely candidate uh, Jakob Kiwior did make the squad, actually, uh, yeah, becoming a kind of a more important uh, um player for them. Uh, Powell uh, Dawidowicz uh, made the preliminary squad, but not the final cut. And the same is true of uh, Mikhail Helic, um, made the preliminary squad, but uh, not the final cut. So we will eliminate them. And um, Matus uh, Witaska did make the squad, the possible candidate. And uh, uh, Barto Salomon, we only had him as a possible but unlikely. But uh, anyway, he's uh, injured. Um, he actually, um, let me see, um, abducted problems since April 2021. Uh, and it was said that there was an un unknown return date. But he did sub into a game, I noticed, for his team in early November. And he was on the bench for a couple of games too. Uh, so it could be that he recovered from his injury and simply wasn't selected. Uh, or it could be that he uh, had recovered from his injury but wasn't really match fit enough. But uh, as, as we said, uh, he was a portable but unlikely candidate anyway. So, um, And actually, uh, Marcin Kaminsky too um, uh, was uh, under an injury, a laceration injury picked up in early September. Uh, which was ongoing. We mentioned it in the previous podcast too, with an unknown return date. So again, not clear whether he was simply not selected. Uh, I don't have uh, any evidence of him returning to play actually, but either way, uh, both injured and possibly not selected by the manager either. So there we have our uh, five central defenders and um, I'm not sure actually where we had Kiwi or because on on uh, uh, I, I, on one list I had him as a possible and another as a likely. Nevertheless, I would uh, move him up to likely because of his role in September games there. <laughs> or I would have moved him up to likely. Uh, it doesn't matter. He made the squad. So Jan Bednarak and Camille Glick, Jacob Kiwior, Matus uh, Witeska and Arthur um, Jedjusik. Uh, all making it. They are the central defenders for the um, World Cup. And in terms of a summary of the position, Glick and Bednarek seem uh, uh, certain uh, starters there, while Kiwio made inroads uh, as the third defender of the three-man back line when it became a three-man back line. 
back line. So uh, these three players uh, played the September Nations League games and the November friendly. So if they stick with the three-man back line, uh, we expect Kiwi or to be there. Uh, if if it's a two-man back line, it would likely be Bednarek and Glick uh, that would start. Okay, well, that's uh, pretty complicated in the central defence, but we've whittled it down to five people, five uh, players. Let's go to the left-back position, and we have no definite candidates there, but a likely candidate in Timotus uh, Puchak. Uh, or maybe it's Puchas. Uh, anyway, uh, we have two possible uh, but unlikely candidates in Arkadus uh, Reka and Camille uh, Pestka. And um, again, these are kind of like the players above. Um, both of them have uh, injury concerns. So I'll begin with uh, Pestka. He had a sideband tear uh, injury, whatever that is, picked up in late August. And it continued through to the present and his return was unknown. Uh, so again, we don't know whether it's primarily the injury that ruled him out or uh, uh, selection, uh, but he was uh, an unlikely candidate. Um, uh, Arkadus Reka actually did make the preliminary squad, and he had been out with a muscle injury from mid-September, uh, which prevented him from playing the September games. Uh, he returned from that, um, but then, uh, then went out with an unknown injury from November 13th. So that's very recent, and that seems ongoing with an unknown return date. So again, whether he didn't make the final cut because of that injury or because he was an unlikely candidate uh, to begin with, we, we really don't know. But anyway, he did not make the final squad, so we can remove him from the list. And uh, Timotus Puchak... Um, a bit surprisingly, uh, also didn't make the final squad. Um, he was a, a likely candidate, in our opinion, and, and his uh, absence leaves no left back. So I'm not sure what they're going to do about that. I would imagine maybe bring across one of the right backs uh, or something like that. But uh, surprisingly, Timothy uh, Puchek, uh, Puchas uh, not selected for the final squad. So uh, let's go to the um, discussion of the position. So the position, uh, when it's a three-man defense, is a uh, changes from a left-back to a left-winger. And Puchak uh, uh, was the main man for about half the time, but out-of-position players had come in quite a bit. And in recent games, the September and November uh, games, uh, Puchas was not used at all, uh, but left-winger Zalewski, uh, played in the September Nations League games, and right-winger Frankowski played in November. So I guess there was a hint uh, of his um, not being selected there in the September games. Um, and it looks like out-of-position players uh, will, will cover the role. Uh, let's move on to right-backs, and we have a definite candidate in Bartos Berezinski and Matty Cash both uh, definite candidates, and possible uh, candidates Robert Gumney and Thomas Kez, uh, Kedziora. Uh, okay, uh, so Bartos uh, Berezinski, the definite candidate, uh, did make the squad, as did Matty Cash. And... Um, Uh, sorry, Matty Cash. And Robert Gumney uh, also made the squad, the possible candidate. Thomas Kedziora uh, made the preliminary squad, but didn't make the final cut. So we erase him from the list here. So that leaves us with no left backs and three right backs. So Bartos Berezinski, Matty Cash, and Robert Gumney. And I'll summarize the position here. Uh, the, again, uh, just like the left wing, the position uh, uh, becomes a uh, right winger when it's a three-man defense. And uh, Berezinski and Cash were the main players, uh, sometimes uh, one of them moving back to the to the uh, three-man central defense on the right side. Uh, but Berezinski seems the more likely candidate. Uh, three different players played in the, uh, well, right-wing role in the uh, recent friendlies. It was uh, Berezinski, Gumney, and um, Frankowski, 
playing in that role. So uh, a, a bit of confusion there at the end, uh, but we'll talk a bit more about it when we select the uh, uh, our predictions for the final starters. Okay, let's move on to the uh, defensive midfield. And uh, we have um, quite a few candidates in Gregor's Krichowiak. Uh, Sorry, uh, Gregor Kuchowiak, and a possible candidate in uh, Jacek uh, Goralski. Um, and uh, possible but unlikely, Christian uh, Pialik. And um, an injured. Oh, okay. Well, we noted that uh, Jacek Goralski was in, injured in the previous po podcast, so we will. Uh, update that injury here. So uh, I kind of gave it away on the graphic that uh, uh, Gregor's Krichowiak uh, uh, was uh, selected for the final squad. I had highlighted him in green um, <laughs> already. Okay, uh, Jacek Goralski was out with a cruciate ligament injury from March to October 2021, which uh, cost him the Euro Cup. Uh, after an eye injury in early August, he was out with a muscle injury from September uh, with a brief return in early October. So really uh, kind of coming in and out um, of the squad with his injury. So his return date is now unknown and he was selected for the preliminary squad, but not for the final squad. Uh, so again, we, we uh, are not really sure if that's uh, due to the injury because we only had him as a possible candidate or whether it's due to uh, non-selection, but uh, nevertheless, uh, not on the final squad. Um, I suspect he was, uh, this one is due to injury because he was selected for the preliminary squad. And um, possible candidate, um, uh, Christian Bielik, uh, not selected for the squad. Okay, uh, we uh, will go through central midfielders before summarizing the position. Uh, we had definite candidate Jacob Moder, although we had noted that uh, he was injured, so uh, we'll update that. And we have uh, Matus Klitsch uh, as a likely candidate and Carol Linetti as a likely candidate and Simon Zurkowski also as a likely candidate. And finally, we have uh, Damian uh, Szymanski as a possible candidate. Okay, let's uh, go back to the top and look at these. But actually, before I do, uh, I want to make a correction here. Uh, possible but unlikely candidate Christian Bielek uh, did make the squad, uh, surprisingly, and because um, we had him as a possible but unlikely candidate. So we will uh, see him uh, probably on the bench, I would imagine. Anyway, let's uh, continue where we were. So Jacob Moder, the central midfielder, uh, he's been injured for a long time, um, uh, since April 2022, and he's not expected back uh, till March 2023. So they have been playing without him for a while and probably didn't expect him to reach the club, uh, uh, reach the cup. But uh, one of many losses uh, there for uh, Poland going into this cup. Uh, and uh, some surprises here too, uh, with uh, likely candidates Matthias Klitsch and Carol Linetti, uh, both just making the... Um, preliminary squad but not making the final squad the reason they weren't selected was simply uh, simply a selection uh, issue in the case of um, Matthias Klitsch uh, he plays for Leeds but hadn't been getting uh, a lot of game time I think he had no starts this year and uh, Carol Linetti also uh, kind of has uh, you know he both of them are real veterans in in Linetti's case he never really kind of fully made it onto the squad because uh, even though he's been to three cups, he, he was just on the bench uh, for two of them. And for the other, he started game one and lost his starting position there. So uh, he's a familiar name, but never really fully inserted himself into the squad. So nevertheless, uh, surprising uh, non-selections there because they both were, uh, you know, uh, kind of veterans for the squad. Um, and reason uh, the ultimate reason given by the manager was that uh, the competition was too fierce. So um, that leaves us with Simon Zurowski, who did make uh, Zurkowski, sorry, who did make the final squad, as did the possible candidate uh, Damian uh, Szymanski uh, there. 
Okay, so that is uh, defensive and central midfielders, and let's uh, uh, finish this section by describing the position, which is very tricky to describe, quite frustrating actually, with the number of players coming in and out, and also the formation, which can be one or two or even three, because they sometimes have a five-man midfield line. So uh, Krichowak, um uh, seems to be the main man, the kind of defensive uh, midfielder among these. Uh, but he only uh, started about half the time, and otherwise it was a, a, a mishmash of players. So um, in recent games too, Krichowiak, uh, I'm sorry, uh, was there uh, in the recent games. So it looks like he is a starter there. But for the others, it seems a bit uh, kind of out with the old and in with the new, uh, under the new manager from March uh, uh, 2022. That was the, the first game he was in charge of. So uh, this um, mishmash can be seen in recent matches with Linetti actually partnering uh, Krichowiak in the first September friendly. We saw Linetti wasn't selected. Uh, and then uh, Zerkowski, Zielinski and Szymanski, uh, all of whom appeared in the last two friendlies uh, there. So it does seem uh, it'll be a combination of these players, uh, probably Zerkowski as the favourite, um, uh, I would imagine, uh, starting alongside uh, Krzyzewiak. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next category, which is uh, left midfielders. So uh, in this position, we have uh, Camille Grosicki, uh, actually as the only one, and there are no right midfielders uh, either, but we're kind of going to combine left midfielders and left wingers here. So, um, uh, sorry, I was, uh, yeah, there are no right midfielders. Anyway, we'll get to that later. So left midfielder, Camille Grosicki, and I'll just say that he was selected. Uh, he was only at the possible level uh, for us there, um, not really starting uh, games. Uh, in terms of left wingers, we have likely candidate Nikola Zalewski and possible candidate Jacob Kaminsky and Premislav uh, Placeta. Uh, possible but unlikely candidate Camille Joswiak and a player who uh, not seems to be off the squad. He was off the squad and I'll get to that um, right away. Well, no, I'll, I'll actually deal with him now. He uh, signed for a Russian club in 2022, Spartak Moscow, which um, because of the political situations there, uh, Polish players were not uh, allowed to do. So uh, uh, they banned him from the uh, squad for that reason. So uh, Masej Rybas, um, uh, not going to be part of the World Cup this time. And uh, we'll go back to the top of the wingers. Nikola Zalewski uh, was selected for the squad. Jacob Kaminsky also selected. And uh, Premislav Placeta, uh, another uh, of many players who is out with an injury. So uh, a shin bone bruise picked up in late August, and that injury continues to the present, his return date unknown. So again, a possible candidate uh, might not have been selected anyway, but uh, the injury uh, kind of confirmed uh, his non-selection. Camille Jolswiak was selected for the preliminary squad. He played a bigger role uh, in the first half of their campaign uh, after the Euro Cup, but then kind of dropped off the team. Uh, selected for the preliminary squad, but not the final squad. So uh, for left midfielders and left wingers, that leaves us with Camille Grosicki, uh, Nikola Zalewski, and Jacob Kaminsky uh, all making the squad. Let's um, kind of summarize the position here. So again, we combined left midfielders and left wingers because there was a lot of overlap there. Uh, actually, a bewildering uh, away array of players occupying that spot. Uh, many of the many of them playing out of position. But uh, I'd say Zalewski emerged in the spot, especially in the September Nations League games. Uh, but we also saw right winger Frankowski playing in the November game. So despite having three candidates on that side, um, they brought over right winger Frankowski for the November game. So not really sure what we'll see in the cup there. Uh, moving over to the right, uh, right midfielders and right wingers combined. Uh, we have the player we just mentioned. Uh, sorry, no uh, players coded as right midfielders. But for right wingers, we have um, 
the play we just went, mentioned, Premislav uh, Frankowski uh, as a likely candidate, and Konrad Mikalak as a uh, possible but unlikely candidate. And uh, we have uh, our second new candidate added here, and that is uh, Mikhail Skoras. So uh, I'll just add him to the list. And because we hadn't, uh, he kind of hadn't been around when we did the prelim, uh, the full player podcast. We'll introduce him. So um, uh, Mikhail Skorax is uh, 22 years old, and he got his first cap in 2022. So he has one cap. Uh, he subbed in for one of the two September games. Um, uh, there and was on the bench for the other game, so uh, the other September game. So, um, yeah, coming in right at the end there, he plays for uh, Lech Poznan in Poland since 2018. So, uh, the youngster uh, joining the squad. Uh, Premislav Frankowski did make the squad, but uh, Konrad Mikalak did not. So, that leaves us with those two players uh, on the right side. Uh, Frankowski and Skoras. And in summary of the position, uh, uh, it was almost always Joswiak who we saw as a left uh, a left winger in the first half of the period. And here too, a kind of a mishmash of, of players coming in and out under the new manager. Uh, on this ring, on, unlike the, the left wing, uh, the right defender fills the position uh, more often uh, but uh, even with those players uh, in the mix, no player emerged consistently enough uh, for us to really nominate a starter there, as we'll see at the end of the podcast when we try to nominate starters. So uh, even in the, in the recent friendlies, three different players uh, started the three matches. So uh, quite confusing over there too. All right, well, we move on to the forward line with attacking midfielders. And the candidates we have here are Peter Zielinski as a definite candidate and um, Sebastian Szymanski as a likely candidate and uh, Kasper Kozlowski as a possible candidate. So uh, let's um, review uh, one of the few categories where we don't have injuries to talk about. Peter Zielinski was selected for the squad, as was Sebastian uh, Szymanski. And uh, the possible candidate, Kasper Kozlowski, was selected for the uh, preliminary squad, but didn't make the final cut there. Okay, so let's talk about this position. And actually, maybe a kind of a key point uh, that makes it confusing uh, to identify starters for Poland is that there's not a sharp distinction between central midfielders and attacking midfielders. So uh, in, in especially in the first half of the period we're talking about, which is from the 2021 Euro Cup to the 2022 June games, uh, the central midfielders, Klitsch, Moder, Linetti and Goralski, uh, kind of covered the position of attacking midfielder um, there. But we saw that none of those players have made it. Uh, in the second half of the period, Zielinski uh, came in more and more to uh, kind of the main man there. and um, uh, But only when the formation afforded the position, because uh, the formation didn't always have kind of a uh, an attacking or a central attacking midfielder. So we also saw Zielinski uh, play as a central midfielder, as I said, not a sharp distinction between the two. Uh, in the recent friendlies, um, this was also the case uh, with Zielinski um, having, uh, sorry, Zimanski having one start as an attacking midfielder, uh, but uh, in the other two games uh, joining the three-man central midfield. So, um, yeah, as I say, kind of players coming in and out there and a bit confusing to uh, try to pin down. Okay, finally, we move on to the forwards, and we have quite a few candidates here. And we begin with uh, Robert Lewandowski as a definite candidate, and Karol Swiderski uh, also as a definite candidate. Oh, I shouldn't be highlighting them. Um, here because um, we technically don't know whether they made the squad or not. So uh, likely candidates, we have Adam Buxa and Christoph Piatek. And uh, possible candidate, uh, Milik, uh, uh, Arcadios Milik, uh, a possible candidate. 
and uh, possible uh, no sorry seems to be off the squad is uh, Jacob uh, uh, Swerzok. Uh, I had trouble with this name in the podcast too. I'm just embarrassing myself here. But uh, uh, Swerzok is uh, who it is. I'm just going to eliminate him from the list because he wasn't selected. And then I won't have to uh, embarrass myself saying the name again. Okay, let's go back to the top. And, uh, of course, Robert Lewandowski made the squad. And Karol Swiderski um, uh, also selected. Uh, likely candidate Adam Buxa, uh, another injury here. So an ankle fracture uh, from early August to early September. But uh, surprisingly short was that injury. He recovered from it and then played for a few weeks until he was listed with an ankle injury again in late October. And that continues through to the present with an unknown return date. So um, uh, kind of re-injuring that, it seems. And uh, that will keep him out of the squad um, because we think he would have been selected as a likely candidate. Uh, that leaves... Um, Christoph Piatek as the uh, likely candidate, and he was selected. And Arkadus Milik, the possible candidate, uh, also selected. And he himself uh, overcoming injuries there. He was mostly out with various injuries from June 2021 to June 2022. So throughout the period uh, we're looking at. And uh, finally there, it was a muscle injury in June 2022. However, he was back in action with his club in late August and has uh, been healthy since. So uh, a, bit of a, uh, a bit of a silver lining there amongst their many injury problems, Arkadus Milik uh, um, overcoming his problems. Okay, and um, that leaves us then with the five, uh, sorry, four forwards, Robert Lewandowski, Karol Swiderski, Christoph Piatek, and Arkadus Milik uh, all selected for the squad. So we'll finish by summarizing the position. Uh, almost always it's uh, Lewandowski, uh, but he is often accompanied by someone, as we saw in the formations, uh, often two forwards, and most often he's accompanied by Swiderski. So uh, in the in the recent games, uh, Lewandowski played alone in the first September Nations League game, and then alongside Swiderski in the second. However, in the in the November game, uh, it was Swiderski paired with Milik uh, in the uh, in the attack there. So we'll come back and predict the starters. I don't think uh, it'll be hard to guess who's going to start. Okay, we do have a number of players uh, here. I would say about eight players who uh, were added to the squad. So players that we didn't cover in the um, uh, in the in the uh, full length podcast because they weren't really on the radar, but they came on the radar by being added to the preliminary squad. However, they didn't make it. So we'll cover a couple of these uh, in the summary section below. Uh, but for the most part. Uh, um, uh, we won't mention them because uh, they really won't uh, come into play. Okay, let us uh, move on to the next section, which is uh, some statistics on the players. So we did uh, statistics on uh, the possible, likely, and definite candidates in the full-length podcast. And uh, these are kind of the same statistics, but just for the 26 players who have made the squad. So we look at the uh, average age of the squad, and it is uh, 27 and uh, it, it turns out that this uh, uh, is in range. Uh, in the past, I would have considered it a little bit on the old side. Uh, but we're finding uh, teams coming to this World Cup are a bit older. So um, nothing uh, kind of out of the ordinary. The average age is 27.1, uh, actually. So they're dead on. Uh, in terms of players who are over 33, we have uh, four players who are over 33. And then uh, we look at players who are under 22 and also four players who are under 22. So we'll just take a look at these quickly. And um, so, uh, the uh, third, the oldest player on the squad is Arthur, um, uh, sorry, Arthur Jedrzejczyk. Uh, and he's 35. Robert Lewandowski, Camille Grosicki, and Kremil Glick 
are all 34 years old and then uh, below that uh, 32 years old which is not uh, that old as a soccer player so uh, we move down to the bottom of the list and we we have quite a few players who are under 25 uh, but we'll just look at the ones who are uh, 22 or younger so Jacob Kiwior uh, making his way in as a starter actually Michael Skoras who was added to the squad uh, right at the end there Jacob Kaminsky and uh, Nikola Zalewski so um Kaminsky not really seeing uh, uh, many stars, but Zalewski again working his way into the squad. So some of these youngsters are uh, getting onto the field. Uh, and so they're, they're kind of the way forward for uh, Poland in the future. Average number of caps, uh, 33.8. Uh, the average is 34. So again, kind of bang on average there. And we'll just look at the uh, kind of the top uh, cap getters here. So we have, uh, obviously, Robert Lewandowski, uh, a lot of caps. He's at 134, uh, by far more than anyone else. The next highest is Camille Glick at uh, 98, and uh, the defensive midfielder Krzysztof at 93. Those are kind of the top, uh, the top, um, the most experienced players with the squad. And then we actually do have quite a few players, I would say about 10 here, uh, who are under 10 caps. So uh, I won't go through all the names, but um, uh, quite a few inexperienced uh, uh, players, including um, Szymanski, uh, Damian Szymanski and Matty Cash, who are both working their way uh, into the squad. Um, yeah, so we will see some of these less experienced players on the field, and then a few of them uh, may not, uh, probably won't get off the bench. But I would say um, uh, about half of them or more we will we will see on the field, if only as a substitute. Uh, total goals for Poland, uh, I we talked about in the in the uh, full length podcast. We uh, don't typically see Poland as a high scoring team, but the the facts actually belie that. So the average number of goals is about 116, and Poland is way above that with 156 goals among all of their players. Um, 76 of those are uh, Robert Lewandowski, so he has uh, pretty much half of their goals, which is incredible. Uh, anyway, we'll continue. Uh, total goals per cap on the team uh, ends up being 17 0.7%. And again, that's very high. The average is 13.2. So uh, they're right up there with Brazil and Argentina as a high scoring team. Uh, you know, some of their goals were scored against kind of weak teams in qualifying, but overall, it's pretty impressive. The question is whether they can really uh, bring this scoring capacity to the cup, because in the past, they uh, haven't been able to do that. Uh, very well. So here's a bit of a breakdown here. Um, Robert Lewandowski with 76 goals in 134 games, a, a stunning uh, percentage of 56.7. So he scores in 56.7%. Um, so he scores more than uh, one goal in every two games. Uh, Christoph Piatek has 10 goals in 24 games, and uh, Karol Swiderski has 8 goals in 17 games. So both of those are almost at a goal uh, every two games, not that far behind Lewandowski. But whether they can uh, maintain that average remains to be seen, but it's it's pretty good. And then uh, they have uh, Jacob Kaminsky. Well, we won't deal with players who have less than 20 caps, I would say, because it's not really a valid statistic. So I'll just say uh, Milik, Ar uh, Arkadus Milik has 16 goals in 63 games for 25% uh, average. But we also see uh, players scoring from all over the field too. So uh, this is all a bit of a surprise to me because I, I always see Poland as kind of a strong defensive team and not a not a hugely attacking team. But I, I need to change my opinion about that. Uh, because even without Robert Lewandowski, uh, they do have... Um, uh, quite a few players who can put the ball in the net. All right, the next section deals with summaries, and we have a lot for uh, Poland, especially in the injury section. But let's begin with notable non-selections. So uh, we have three. Um, we had uh, Timotus uh, Puczak, 
as a likely candidate, that's the left defender, uh, but he was not selected and that leaves them with no left defender. So it'll be out of position players covering that position. That was a surprise to us. Uh, Mateusz Klitsch uh, and Carol Linetti, the veterans, uh, central midfielders, uh, neither of them making the squad reportedly due to uh, fierce competition in the central midfield. Uh, surprise inclusions, uh, we really only have one and that is Christian uh, Bialik. Uh, we had considered him a possible but unlikely candidate so that's why we have him uh, here. And I should actually go back and say those three notable non-selections, Puchak, uh, Klitsch and Linetti, all of them made the preliminary squad, they just didn't make the final cut. Okay, and then new candidates. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'm just mentioning uh, some of the, a couple of the players on that list of, uh, I think we had eight players who had not been on our radar before, but uh, showed up by being named to the preliminary squad, but then didn't make the final cut. So most of them we won't take a look at, but I do want to take a look at two of them. And one of them is David Kaunaki. David Kaunaki, uh, was on the squad from 2018 to 2020 and he was selected for both uh, tournaments World Cup 2018 Euro Cup 2020 he didn't get onto the field uh, but then after Euro 2020 uh, we didn't see him until he was named to the preliminary squad so uh, back in the picture uh, for Poland. And in fact, he's only 25 years old, so uh, he may come back into the picture after the uh, World Cup here. The other one is uh, Mikhail Kar uh, Karbalnik. And uh, I mentioned him because uh, he's... Uh, um, why am I mentioning him? Because he's affiliated with Brighton in England, although he's on loan to Fortuna Dusseldorf in Germany. So one of the international players on the squad, I wanted to mention because we might see him in the future. Uh, all of the other players, or most of them, play in uh, for Polish clubs. Um, so uh, Mikhail Karbonik, Car uh, just 21 years old, and he does have three caps since 2020, but he hadn't appeared for the national team since October 2020 until being named to the preliminary squad. And uh, I probably should have started actually with the uh, new candidates who did make the squad. So uh, let me um, put them uh, here. And uh, the first one is uh, Arthur uh, Jedjusik. Um, and uh, he is a central defender who was added there at the very end. And then the other is Michael uh, Skoraz, uh, the right winger who was added to the squad, uh, the preliminary squad, and then making the, the cut to the final squad, both of them. Uh, okay, now we get to injuries, and uh, um, poor Poland has been plagued with injuries. So uh, we'll start with kind of good news, those who recovered from injury. So uh, Matty Cash. Um, yeah, we talked about these above, so I won't uh, repeat the uh, the stories here. Arkadus Milik, uh, uh, both of those players, um, uh, suffering uh, recent injuries, but being fit enough to uh, be selected for the squad. Uh, injury doubts, uh, that's uh, players who are injured, but were nevertheless named to the roster, uh, but we don't have any. So all of the players they have here are basically out injured. So uh, we'll do that. Uh, dropped to injury is the next category. So he dropped due to injury. So Jacob Motor, uh, the central midfielder, uh, that's been known for a long time, uh, kind of a long-term injury there. Uh, Bartolomez Dragowski, the goalkeeper, uh, was actually named to the squad um, uh, despite his ankle injury, but um, then removed from the squad and replaced. I heard they were thinking of bringing four keepers to the cup. Um, I don't know why I mentioned that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jacek Goralski, uh, uh, um, uh, out due to injury. I'll keep it short here. Premislav Placheta, uh, not making it because of his injury. And Adam Buska, uh, Buksa, 
uh, all of those players dropped due to injury. So poor Poland uh, uh, really um, losing uh, some players here. And there are several more injuries besides, uh, but to players who are not really uh, strong candidates for the cup. So um, I'll go through those. Uh, Bartol Salomon, uh, we had him as possible but unlikely. Marcin Kaminsky injured, but he was possible but unlikely. Arkadus Reka, uh, the left back, and uh, the other left back, uh, Camille Pestka. Uh, uh, all of those players, uh, not strong candidates, so they might not have been selected anyway, but um, their non-selection was assured by their injury. All right, let's go to the uh, predicted starters here. So uh, we, we're going to uh, say uh, Seslor uh, Michnowicz, the manager. Uh, we'll call him a starter uh, because uh, he will lead them through the cup, and that's not going to change. Uh, uh, we do have uh, Paolo Sousa on the list here as the outgoing manager last December. Uh, so uh, Seslor uh, Michnowicz coming in in March, just before the uh, playoff game there, and uh, making a lot of changes, which we think is significant, as we'll see uh, shortly. Okay, for goalkeepers, we have Wojciech Sesny, Lukas Skorupski, and Camille Grabara. Um, those will be the three keepers coming to the Cup. Bartholom uh, Bartholomew uh, Dragowski was um, replaced on the squad by Grabara. Uh, among those, we uh, nominated uh, uh, Wojtek Sesny pretty clearly as the starter there. Uh, for central defenders, the candidate or the the players selected were Jan Bednarak, Camille Glick, Jacob Kiwior, Matus Witeska, and Arthur Jejasik. Uh, uh, and um, we uh, had Glick and Bednarak as starters when we did the uh, full-length podcast. And in fact, uh, Kiwior has established himself as the uh, third central defender when it's a three-man backline, which they seem to be going with. So uh, we're more confident. Uh, okay, so we'll say Jan Bednarak and Camille Glick are uh, our our predictions as starters. As far as Kiwio goes, we're tempted to kind of name him as a starter, but the thing is, if they go back to a two-man central defense, then he'll be the player who is dropped. So uh, we're not sure what's going to happen, but uh, we're going to hedge our bets and say that he will be a sometime starter. But, uh, uh, you know, we would predict in a three-man back line that he will be there. Also, sometimes uh, the right-backs uh, do come into the three-man central defense. Okay, uh, we move to left-back. And, um, well, we have no candidates there. So, um, uh, yeah, we think uh, basically someone else will have to come across probably one of the right backs or the left wingers coming across to uh, coming in to uh, play out a position as a left back. Again, they don't really use the position if it's a three-man defense. So actually maybe the fact that there are no left backs uh, uh, commits them a little bit to that three-man defense. Uh, okay, let us uh, go to right back. So we had uh, uh, Berezinski as a starter. Uh, we're going to stick to that, but uh, we don't have great confidence, so uh, because he only starts about half the time with a variety of players uh, coming in there. But we will kind of go with him. But wouldn't be surprised, for example, if Matty Cash uh, uh, um, got a start there. Okay, defensive and central midfielders. It's very tricky, but we do. Uh, we are pretty confident that uh, Gregor Krichowiak. Uh, uh, will be a starter. He's pretty defensive-minded, and so we're going to stick with that uh, as we had uh, predicted him in the previous podcast too. So uh, we actually had Click and Lenati as possible starters alongside him, only to find that neither of them selected, so we're a bit embarrassed about that. Uh, at this point, though, we would have to guess that Zerkowski uh, is the most likely starter uh, among the players in the central midfield. Moder, Jacob Moder, of course, uh, out injured there. Uh, okay, so that's our best guess, uh, is Krichowiak and Zerkowski. Um, let's move to the left midfield. Um, and besides a lot of change under the new manager for left 
Uh, we combined left midfield and wingers, by the way. Um, besides a lot of change under the new manager, some candidates are not available. So they lost uh, Placetta due to injury and Marcus Ribas due to uh, uh, his ban uh, for signing with the Russian club. So uh, we had Zalewski as the starter in the full-length podcast. Uh, no great certainty on that, but we will stick with it. Uh you know, for lack of another candidate. For right midfielders and wingers, we we couldn't see anyone starting consistently enough to nominate a starter. So actually, left-winger Joswiak was a, was a pretty clear starter under the previous manager, but he wasn't selected under the new one. Uh, Frankowski has been used, but doesn't have enough starts for us to see him as a starter. So we're going to have to wait uh, on the right side, uh, on the right side there. Uh, and we think it might be one of the uh, right defenders there. So um, uh, if that's the case, it would probably be um, uh, Berezinski uh, starting as the as the winger. Okay, uh, attacking midfielders. Uh, we had Zielinski as the starter, although he only played about two-thirds of the game, including recent friendlies. But honestly, for lack of another candidate, uh, we're going to go with Zielinski. And uh, for the forward candidates, at least we can be fairly sure about that. Uh, Lewandowski, a definite starter. And uh, Karol Swiderski, um, it doesn't start enough to be considered a full starter, but uh, we definitely think we'll start uh, a couple of games. So, um, again, they, they do come uh, kind of switch that up. Okay, and then we finished the podcast with our, or the media cast with our closing thoughts. And rather than repeating everything that we talked about in the team podcast about their chances, their prospects, uh, we're kind of focusing our attention on one question here. Does the selection change our opinion about their chances? Yes. Yes, we think the selection here uh does change their chances uh, in their group it's argentina mexico um poland and saudi arabia so we we kind of gave them a chance of buying for second with mexico uh we also think mexico uh hasn't uh sent their strongest team uh, to the cup so we gave poland a better chance because of that however because of the injuries uh the injuries uh plays a role in our thinking but uh, so does the mixing and matching by the new manager who came in in march and uh, it's really been crazy to do this podcast trying to figure out who's playing in the midfield and usually there's kind of a plethora of players who are coming in and out and none of them regularly enough uh, for us to to really guess or take any kind of a confident guess at who the starters are going to be. And uh, we think that's really going to affect the chemistry on the field, that the players are always playing with, uh, with different players, even different formations, and so wouldn't have had a chance to kind of develop their chemistry, which is the very problem that Poland has uh, when it gets to tournaments. Um, a lot of times they're very convincing in qualifying, uh, consistent in qualifying and as we see score a lot of goals and then when they get to tournaments uh, they seem a different team kind of less uh, organized and unable to score goals and uh, it's shaping up to to look that way here uh, to look that way here so I think you know that the formation the starting lineup uh, the, the players getting used to each other, all of that will happen in the group stage of the cup, which is not really where you want to be doing it. Already there really wasn't enough preparation time for the national teams uh, in this cup. Uh, but what time they had, Poland kind of used it, switching starters and basically trying to figure out uh, who's going to be on the starting squad. So we think they have a lot of work to do uh, in the group stage of the cup. Uh, even just trying to figure out who their starters are. So I hope I'm wrong, but we, we do see also that Mexico usually passes their group stage and Poland usually doesn't. So they already have that uphill battle uh, facing them. 
uh, in terms of a second place. But again, you know, they may pull things together. You never know what's going to happen in a cup. But in terms of a rational prognosis for the cup, uh, we'd have to say that it has lowered their chances of overcoming Mexico and taking second place. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the media cast. Keep in mind, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates. Those will mostly be outtakes from the main player podcast that we did rather than a separate new podcast. And uh, if it comes out, it'll come out in the first few days of the cup, uh, maybe at this point, because I'm a bit behind in the podcast, uh, maybe it'll come out a bit later, but we will try to get that out. Uh, part of the reason is because I would like to have that for myself. Meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Vals Canada. Oh, I'm showing the final page. I should write a reminder to myself because I always forget this. There's a final graphic. Uh, that's uh, Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website at the bottom of the graphic there on the YouTube, soccerfiles.captivate.fm. You can find all of our podcasts there. Uh, but the easier way is to check the show notes and there's lots of information there and that'll also guide you to our website. Okay, well, I hope you, uh, I hope this podcast helps you to uh, enjoy the cup that much more and we'll see you in the next uh, Player Media Cast. Bye-bye. <laughs>